listening to the Bible 126 show. The spirit that destroys everything. This one thing can destroy your life. It can destroy your health, your wealth, your marriage, your relationships. An 11 letter word is at the root of all the problems in the world today. It starts with an S and ends with an S. And that word is selfishness. Selfishness is at the root of all our sin. When Satan exalted himself and said, I will, I will, I will. Yes, it was pride, but pride and selfishness always go together. Selfishness is at the root of all the world's problems. When Satan tricked Eve and said, no, 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 no. You don't want to listen to God, you want to be like God. That is selfishness. Selfishness is at the root of all the world problems. All the hunger you see in the world is because of selfishness. Selfishness is at the root of all unfaithfulness in marriages. Why be faithful to my spouse when I can have another? That is selfishness. All of our difficulties in some way, shape, or form can be traced back to selfishness. Selfishness will stop you from enjoying life. Selfishness will have you curled up in a corner chanting, Me, me, me. Philippians 2, 3-4 Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your interests, but each of you to the interest of others. There is no reason why we should be selfish when God has called us into his love and has shown us the way to love. God did not hoard his love, but he showed it that we may enjoy it. Romans 5.8 But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If we have been shown this kind of love, why should we not show the same love to other people? If God had not shown us his love, we would have nothing right now because we would have no access to external life. The bottom line is that we have not been called to be selfish. There are many Bible verses that talk about selfishness and the reason why we should never be selfish. In this world today, people are selfish about everything. What they say is that they are minding their business. When you see people who are in need and you refuse to do anything to help them, even when you have an abundance, you are not minding your business. You are just being selfish. It is not the nature of God to be selfish if you are a child of God. You should never allow selfishness in your life. A man was in his car driving when a car stopped in front of him. A man got down from the car and rushed down to him and told him about a child that has an accident and he needs medical attention. He asked if this man would be kind enough to use his car to rush the boy to the hospital. He could see the boy in the car, but it was not clear. He refused to help this man. He told him to call the ambulance. No one around could help. This man refused to help because he felt he needed to mind his business. In the afternoon, he got a call about his son who was involved in an accident. He got to the hospital and saw the same man who told him to help him but refused, and his son on the hospital bed. He was shocked because he did not know that the man who requested his help was just a stranger trying to help his boy. This boy died because the ambulance was late. This man allowed selfishness to destroy him. What the Bible told us is that we must help people when it is in our power. We must not overlook some things that needed attention. 
There are kids you see who don't have enough clothes, but you are throwing away clothes. Why can't you repackage the clothes and give them out? You have it. You are not helping people with what you have. That is selfishness, and selfishness will destroy many things in your life. The sad thing is that there are selfish parents. The husband is selfish. The wife is selfish. The children are selfish. Selfishness runs in their blood. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.8, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. If you are a man, a husband, a father, and you are not providing for your family, you are a sinner. There are some situations where a husband cannot provide. For instance, because of a medical issue. We are not talking about that. We are talking about a man who is lazy and does not want to go out into the world to provide for his family. God said you are worse than infidel. Those are not my words. Those are God's words. It doesn't matter how prayerful you are. It doesn't matter how long you have been building your family. Once you allow selfishness into your life, it will start showing in your family and you will lose everything. God wants to show you love in your family. God wants to live in your family. And that is why he doesn't want the father or the husband to be selfish. It will also make no sense when the wife is selfish. This takes away love in the family. And where love doesn't exist, you know hatred will always creep in. And that is the beginning of the end of that family. How have you been allowing selfishness into your life and your family? In what way have you been selfish to the members of your family? Mothers, are you taking care of your children the way you should? Are you being selfish with love and care? Are you taking care of your husband? Are you being selfish with love and care also? This is what the devil wants. It is a way to attack families. When selfishness has found its way into the family, it will start to kill every good thing in that family. We must be very vigilant. We must not allow this spirit of selfishness to get us. You cannot just jump to the street and start helping people. You must start in your family first. Provide the needs of your family, care for your husband and your children. Do the right thing in your family and you will see that the spirit of selfishness will start to go far away from your life. And God will restore your family to the original plan of God. Jesus brought all of us together by his blood because of love. In Christ, we are one. And it is time that we take this message to every part of the country and spread love. Jesus didn't die for you and then leave others to suffer. He died for all races. 1 Corinthians 1.10 I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. In your family, don't allow the spirit of selfishness to cause division. If you think the spirit of selfishness is a little thing to handle, many people have had this kind of thought too, and it destroyed their families. We often look at some things like they're little, but we do not know the magnitude of the damage they can cause. The woman filed for a divorce. The marriage was broken. The business of this man crumbled. You may think selfishness is a little thing that you can solve or handle. It is something that you can make one miss in life. 
Image of God Ephesians 5, 1-15 God is our Father, our Heavenly Father, and just like how earthly fathers pass their characteristics and genes to their children, God does that also, to His children. And this may be surprising to you, but the same can be said about the devil. For instance, the devil is the father of lies, and his children are also liars. John 8, 44-45 Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to our spiritual fathers. It's either your father is God or the devil. And the truth is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We have been reading the scriptures and have been told many things about God, his appearance, the way he talks, where he is, and how mighty he is. The book of Genesis told us that the man was made in the image of God. So today we are going to look at some clear signs that highlight clearly that you are a child of God. God is powerful. Are you powerful? The image of God is holiness. Are you holy? Are you truly in the image of God? Take a look at your life. What can you say that is in your life that is in God? If sin is in your life, sin is not the image of God. If fear is in your life, fear is not of God. Are you in the image of God? Ephesians 5.1 says something about becoming like God as a child that he loves. Ephesians 5.1-2 Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Some kids were asked some time ago who they would like to be like and why they would be like the person they chose. A boy replied, I would love to be like Jeff Bezos because he is the richest. Another boy said, I would love to be like Bill Gates because he is the owner of Microsoft, a big IT company, and he is rich also. It got to a boy and he said, I would love to be like God. People around there were shocked. They asked him why he said that. The boy told them, I want to be like God because he created Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and he gave them money. So I will be the one giving my friends money and also decide for the world. There is a big sense in what the boy said. He chooses to be like someone greater. He didn't limit himself by planning to become like a limited man. This is what we Christians should be aiming at. Ephesians 5.1 made us understand that we may become like God. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. We need to imitate God, not because we are servants, not because we are slaves, not because of any other thing, but because we are his children. We carry his gene, and remember, we are made in his image. Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. The most important thing for us as Christians is to be concerned with what God is saying about us and who we are in him. What is God saying about me? What is my relationship with God?